Welcome to the Smiling Soul Fitness Podcast. My name is Beth Alexander. I am the founder and creator of Smiling Soul Fitness and your host on today's episode. If you are someone who loves feeling uplifted, enjoys inspiring stories and meaningful connection, and loves learning about fitness and wellness practices that support your entire being, then these podcast episodes are for you. Today's episode is a conversation with smiling soul Jill McLemore. Jill shares her journey with fitness as a mother and wife and insights from over eight years of training with me. Please join me in welcoming Jill McLemore. Welcome to this episode of the Smiling Soul Fitness Podcast. I cannot wait for you to meet today's guest. I have known her since 2014 when we started working out together. Jill is an amazing mom. She is a teacher in Santa Barbara. She is a member at Smiling Soul Fitness, and she is here to share her experiences of working out, navigating the transition to motherhood, and just all of the things that she's learned throughout her life and the eight years we've trained together and her couple of years with us at Smiling Soul Fitness. So join me in welcoming Jill McLemore. Welcome, Jill. Thank you. Thanks for having me on today. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks. I'm always excited to see your face and hear your voice and be with you. And I'm really honored that you accepted this invitation. I feel like what you're going to speak to today Um, I really hope it resonates with other members and other people that are listening to the podcast. So thanks for being willing to share your voice and your story. You're welcome. (laughs) So tell us, I love getting a little bit of background on people. I know I shared some short things in the bio. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah. So I am a literacy specialist, primarily for kindergarten through second graders. So I pull one to two kids at a time who are struggling with reading and sometimes math um, and just get about 30 to 45 minute sessions in with them just to help them understand letter sounds and how they all work together to make words and all of that. So I have a blast doing that. This is my third year in this position. And I transferred into this position after being a first grade teacher for about 11 years. I got pregnant with my son and wanted to go part-time. And I knew that there was a deep need at our school for kids who struggled with reading. So that's how I ended up in this position. I am also a wife of a very handsome man, (laughs) (laughs) happily married and happily a mom as well. There's challenges that come with both, but overall, very, very happy. So um, I also love to go on walks with my family and just be out in the community with them. So that's a little bit more about who I am. I love that. And I always reflect on our days. I I used to teach a program called the Triple A program. And it was a small group of women only that would come and do strength and core and car training. We did a little circuit style workout every Tuesday and Thursday. And that's what Jill was a part of. And she would always show up, you know, pre having her son, she would show up with the most hilarious stories from the first grade classrooms. Yes. They're just, they're so fun um, at that young age. So I'm grateful that you're one of the people that gets to guide them and now provide extra support to 
the children that are struggling with reading. I'm sure that they feel very blessed by your presence. (laughs) (laughs) So we know Jill's been working out with me for a while. I still would love to hear and I would love to share your story to getting onto Smiling Soul Fitness. So how did you find out about Smiling Soul Fitness, Jill? (laughs) Like you said, I started out with Beth in 2014 in her triple A program. It was a women's only group and found out about that through a mutual friend of ours. She texted me one day knowing that I had just kind of gotten back into working out and wanted me to know about this class that her friend had started up. And it was a women's only class, which was appealing to me. It was a small group, which was appealing to me. And it was um, led by a female, which was also appealing. The one big fear that I had was injuring myself during fitness. And I had done that many times before when I joined classes at various gyms. And I am also very responsive to my instructors. I'm a rule follower through and through. And so if I have a drill sergeant instructor, I'm going to push myself to my limit and even beyond my limit to a point of injuring myself. And so I went into Beth's first class with that mindset and that fear and anxiety and immediately it completely left knowing that I was in good hands. (laughs) I knew that I was in good hands with Beth. And just knowing that she wasn't going to be the drill sergeant type, that she was going to be encouraging. And the more I got to know her and work out with her, I learned that she truly is the queen of modification. And that (laughs) is something that I've needed throughout the various stages of my life. Um, going from the single woman looking for a husband to being engaged to having the wedding and everything. And then now being a mom and a working mom at that. So just trying to find ways to modify scheduling and also the workouts. So that's how I got started with Beth. And then once I had my son, I ended up not working out as much and not working out weekly with Beth anymore. Um, And we ended up going to a local gym. And it was the same mindset going into the local gym that I had starting out with Beth, the fear of injuring myself and whatnot. And so I tried a couple of the classes and doing workouts on my own, and it just wasn't a good fit for me. And then COVID hit. And all workouts were out the window because I was terrified that I was going to get COVID if I left my house. So the workouts ended and I was working from home with an 18 month old, which was extremely challenging. And then I reached out to my husband or let him know that I was dissatisfied with the amount of movement that I was doing in a day and that it was beginning to show up in ways that I didn't like that it was manifesting itself in ways that I didn't enjoy. And so he reached out to Beth secretly (laughs) and signed me up for some sessions with her remotely. And we got started. And that's when she told me about Smiling Soul Fitness. So we got started with that and we've continued the journey up until now, which has been fantastic. Yes. Thank you, Jill. And I love what you said about options, because one of the things that I feel really blessed by in our relationship, whether it's been 
training in person through the, the small group women's program that we used to do or, you know, training online or doing, you know, more of like a health coaching and goal setting online is that you are so good at asking for options that meet your needs. Like I think back to a AAA program, you'll be like, mm, I can't do that exercise. What can I do instead? You know, and what is that something that you've always been able to do? Or is that like a skill that you feel like you've developed? Honestly, I think it was your approach to how you trained us mm -hmm. that you opened that up as an option. And it hadn't really been in the other gyms that I'd gone to. Um, and so I knew that it was a safe place to ask. Mm. Yeah. I love that because it's helped me a lot too. Because I remember there were some times you're like, mm, I don't think I can do this. And I'm like, oh boy, what are we going to do instead? You know, <laughs> we would always come up with something. We would, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we would find something to make it work. But it definitely like, I feel like, you know, in a lot of ways the people that I train and I work with become my teachers too, because it makes me think like, oh, maybe this, you know, this exercise isn't working. What could I substitute instead? And so I've always really appreciated that. And I've appreciated how honoring you've become of your body and just, you know, it sounds like really building and developing that tool, that skill. So tell me a little bit about like pre-Smiling Soul Fitness, you were in this phase of at home with the 18-month-year-old, the heat of COVID in 2020 before your husband reached out. And, and once your husband reached out, we did a series of private sessions on Zoom, and then we transitioned you into Smiling Soul Fitness. What do you feel like has changed for you since joining Smiling Soul Fitness, if anything? Yeah. When we started the remote sessions, I ended up getting injured. Mm -hmm. And so I've been battling a shoulder issue, as you know, <laughs> because you've helped me modify. Um, and then when we transitioned to the Smiling Soul Fitness, I was able to meet with you regularly for accountability sessions, just to keep me on track and set goals for each week and help me modify any of the workouts that I was doing through the Smiling Soul Fitness platform. But being able to access those at any time of the day is super helpful as a working mom. Sometimes it can be early morning when I get to it. A lot of times it's during nap time or during bath and bedtime routine when my husband takes over for the evening. So just being able to have that at my fingertips has been really helpful. But also for me, a big, big thing for me that's been extremely helpful is having that weekly accountability because I don't think that I would get my workouts in without it. Yeah, yeah. I always say people hire me because they either need knowledge and skill development or they need accountability. And usually they need both. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. How has being a mom changed your workout routine? And what do you find like works well for you now? I think you spoke to this a little bit in your last answer, but anything else you would add to that? Yeah. So when I first became a mom, it was a struggle to find time to myself. Having an infant, I mean, he needed me. <laughs> Being his mom, he needed me. And so we were trying to figure out schedules and routines and all of that for the very first time as a couple. And 
I am a control freak. I'll go ahead and admit that now. <laughs> and so it's hard for me to just relinquish that control to somebody else and pass my child off to somebody else. And then, of course, when COVID hit, it was like, nope, it's just not going to happen. As far as being a mom and working out, though, the major things that changed were time and space were extremely limited. Mm -hmm not being able to get out to a class weekly and that sort of thing. And kind of wrapping my head around it at the same time as you're a mom now. And so you need to pull up your big girl pants and be a mom. You know, you're not going to be able to get out to those classes or that gym or out on a walk with that friend the way that you thought you might be able to. So I would say time, space, and also mindset had to shift Mm -hmm. And how has like continuing to work out as a mom, how has that like impacted your relationship with your son and or with your husband, like finding those little, you know, snacks of movement? Yeah. <laughs> has that, yeah, has that like affected the family life at all? Definitely. I've definitely had to be creative in how I do movement with my family and we were actually, my husband and I were just on a trip up north and it wasn't too long ago. We saw a couple that was out on a trail with us and it was just a simple walking trail, but we had run into the mom and her daughter on our way going this way around the loop. And then we ran into the mom with a different daughter and the dad with a different daughter on this end of the loop. And I was like... <laughs> that's brilliant. They switched kids halfway through. <laughs> and I was like, we only have one. So that means I could get some downtime on half of the loop. And then my husband could get downtime on the other half. And that's something that we value is that independence and that time to have just the headspace to let your mind rabbit trail and just be responsible for yourself for a little while. And so sometimes we do that. We go down to the high school right down the street from us and my son will tell us, okay, mommy, you're going to go this way and daddy's going to go this way and I'm going to go this way and we'll meet up somewhere. And just being creative that way has made it fun for all of us mm -hmm. and enjoyable for all of us as well. And it's a little walk. It's probably maybe a half hour, 45 minutes that we go on at least once a week, sometimes two or three times. But it's something that we all enjoy. And then we meet up at the end of our walk and head home together. So that's something that's been fun for us as a family to just be able to be out together. I love that. <laughs> and I really hope that some of the people listening to this are like, wow, that is brilliant. And we are implementing <laughs> that today. <laughs> that's amazing. I highly recommend it. <laughs> I also... In my workout videos, those of you that work out with me, you know, in addition to doing the exercises and cueing you through the workouts and helping you develop your skills, occasionally I have a story or two to share. And one week, I feel like this was like maybe over the summer, Jill, you can remind me, but you and your son had been doing exercises at bath time and he like made up, like, was it Tyrannosaurus Rex was like inchworms or oh, something? I wish I could remember the name. It was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have to look it up and see because I have a video of it. 
That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But it was bird dog that he mm-hmm. had changed into a dinosaur name. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome because he sees you doing these exercises and yeah. and if I remember correctly, he would sometimes jump in and do them with you too, right? Yeah, yeah. He would come down the stairs after he'd done his bath time routine in his pajamas, ready to go to bed, came down to say goodnight. He'd be like, Mama, have you done Beth yet? Have you done her job? <laughs> like holding me accountable nightly. I'm like, oh, okay, let's do it together. So it became a fun nightly routine for us for a little Oh my while. gosh, that yeah. is so, so sweet. It just... It inspires so much joy in me every time. I I love it. (laughs) So what do you hope to inspire? It sounds like you're already doing this through your modeling of workouts and the way that you eat and nourish your body for your child. Yeah, I think being able to model the consistency of that type of lifestyle to remember the vegetables and I'm trying to instill in him you can add spinach to anything. (laughs) Grab a handful of spinach and throw it in to muffins, to smoothies, to eggs, that kind of thing. You can make green pancakes, green waffles. And he loves it. He, He will even tell my husband when I'm not around, okay, these are the ingredients that go into our smoothie, daddy. We need mixed berries. We need bananas. We need spinach. And he'll go on with the rest of the recipe. So he's got it pretty dialed in that way. But I would say consistency for sure and just mindfulness around that type of lifestyle of incorporating being out and being active together as a family has become very important for us. And I would say, too, just having him out in the community where we live is really important to us as we are active as a family, just teaching him social skills and awareness of things that are around you and whatnot. And so I'd say there's even more to being active as a family that he can learn while we're out and about. I love that. (laughs) How do you feel like, and we could go broad or we could go narrow with this. How do you feel like your mindset around working out has changed? Like, do you want to talk about from like, I think you kind of spoke to your transition from 2014 to now 2022. Mm -hmm. How do you feel like it's changed maybe from like those moments during the pandemic where you're at home with the 18 month old to what you're describing now that the habits that you and your family have around eating and, and nourishing your bodies and exercising? Yeah, so I would say beginning of the pandemic, I my mindset was mostly feeling stuck, completely stuck in my house physically and mentally stuck as well. When I got injured, feeling stuck in just feeling like you're not doing enough to be able to hit those physical goals that you have for yourself because you're injured. And so even though you are modifying these workouts and you're getting the workouts in to say that you hit the goals for this week, you're still not doing enough because Mm -hmm. you're modifying. And so you're doing the easier version of it, which is not true. And I know that in my deepest of hearts, (laughs) but being able to wrap my mind around that truly and just be honest with myself 
has been a shift that I've been able to make with your help. (laughs) Um, And just realizing that sometimes a reasonable goal to set for the week is one walk. Because having a preschooler, you get slammed with sickness. And I did not realize how much sickness (laughs) until last year when my son started preschool. I was like, will this ever stop? (laughs) (laughs) And just being able to be reasonable in my goals, like this week, my son is home sick. And so my husband and I are trading off daycare, you know, and um, he's not able to be at school. And so it's us, it's us that are on for childcare and whatnot and being able to shift from, ah, I'm not going to be able to meet my goals again this week to I can get in a walk. And that had been another huge shift for me is that I ended up getting sick one of the times and realizing, okay, what can I do? Let's focus on what I can do. Mm-hmm. And it became walking. That was my go-to because there are very few excuses that you can make putting walking off to the side or setting it off to the side or saying, I, I can't get out for a walk today. Even if it's around the block, even if it's only for 10 minutes, being able to do that and setting that reasonable goal was a shift for me and being able to be okay with that being the goal for the week instead of, okay, three or four 10 minute workouts. And that even seemed really small for me starting out with that as my goal for the week and then adding on the walks and whatnot to fill in those extra minutes. But yeah, definitely needed the mind shift from feeling stuck to feeling like being able to focus on what I can do and then being able to shift. Yes, I'm doing the modifications for these workouts and that is enough. That's what your body can do right now. So celebrate it, you know? And that was another thing that you and I worked on Mm that was celebrating those goals. And when I hit the one walk for that week, okay, how are you going to celebrate? What's your reward going to be that week? And so I set everything from rewarding myself with treats or um, getting together with friends or family or buying a new plant for my house, which everybody knows that knows me. I, I bought a fake one because I can't keep <laughs> So yeah, just little things like that, that made me feel inspired first to complete the goal, but then also successful in being able to meet it. Thank you. And I feel like too, something that I might offer for listeners that I've noticed has been really helpful in the goals that we're setting around you is there's always this check-in of like, is this a transition week or are you in like a routine? Because when you're in a routine, it's like those are the weeks we add maybe a couple more walks or a couple of the 10 minute workouts on. But the weeks where there's a transition, like you said, your son is sick. Mm -hmm. Um, school starting, right? Thanksgiving's coming up, something like that. You're going out of town for a long weekend. Those are the weeks that we adjust the goals Mm -hmm. so that you actually can be successful and you feel good about what you're accomplishing instead of getting down on yourself for like feeling like you're not doing enough, which Mm -hmm. is just not a helpful mindset to be in. So definitely. So I think you spoke to, you spoke to how do you celebrate your workouts? (laughs) Yeah. 
what do you do to get started after a break from working out? Like we all have these periods and it's like, just like we talked about, you've got these transitions, your son is home, he's sick, or you're, you know, navigating travel or a change in schedule. What gets you back into it once you've, you know, had a a transition period? Yeah, I have made the mistake. I'll start out with this. <laughs> I've made the mistake time and time again of going as hard as I can to get back into the workouts. And like, mm-hmm. when you do the heightened level of whatever, I go for it. You know, I go for the top of the top, you know, cardio or whatever it might be for that particular workout. I'm like, yes, I'm in it. I'm back. Here I go. I'm going to get caught up <laughs> in this 15 minutes or whatever that I have. Um, and so I've made that mistake time and time again, and I end up injuring my shoulder again or triggering it. And then I'm out for like a week because that's how long it lasts when I trigger it. And so I've learned somewhat, you could say that I have to ease back in to the workouts. I have to take it easy on myself. So it might just be the one or two walks a week, or it might just be a 10 minute workout for that week. Again, going back to the reasonable goals, right? And setting myself up for success that way has been the most helpful for me. And again, going back to mindset, it's been good for my mindset as well. Just to be able to feel mm-hmm. instant success rather than trying to hit it hard and then failing. Mm-hmm. Trying to do workouts that keep you working out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. So what is your favorite feature of smiling soul fitness? Like if there's one thing that you absolutely love about it, what would it be? I definitely love that you can access the workouts at any time, but on top of the just accessibility of the workouts, I would say the recipes as well. And the banana Mm. sushi is one of my favorites. I love that one too. (laughs) (laughs) What would you tell people who are holding really rigid goals around their exercise routine, like knowing what you know now and like you spoke to before, like the mistake of like trying to go so hard or fit it all in and ending up like feeling defeated or like you're not enough. Knowing what you know now, what would you tell that like part of you or people who are kind of in that phase themselves right now? Yeah, I would say start small. And start small knowing that you'll see success faster or sooner and that you can always build on. So start, like I said before, with the one walk or the one 10-minute workout or honestly a walk around the block. Like celebrate that first and then build from there. Mm, Beautiful. What is the most challenging part of a workout for you? Um, the mindset, the mindset. <laughs> and again, going back to what I said before, just wrapping my head around the fact that if I do modify a workout, I'm still doing what my body needs. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that that's another thing I love about your workouts isn't almost every single one that I've seen <laughs> or that I've done on Smiling Soul Fitness. You constantly say, do what works for you and your body today. And it's like ingrained in my head, even when I'm not doing a smiling soul fitness workout, it's like, okay, I'm out on the walk. 
and my ankle feels funky. Like, okay, slow it down or do whatever you need to do to modify, knowing that you're doing what your body is capable of doing today. I'm smiling with my entire being, Jill. <laughs> that is like exactly the effect that I want to have. I feel like we should add mindset coaching is like one of the things that you get at Smiling Soul Fitness. You know, it's yeah. like you get workouts, you get to learn how to do exercises well, develop your skills, develop your confidence. And we're going to work on your mindset so that you hear me and my voice coaching you to listen to your body, no matter where in the world you're working at what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yep, you're ingrained. You're in here. <laughs> what is the most rewarding part of a workout for you? I am very much a checklist person. And so being able to check off that workout for the week or adding in the spinach to the various meals or whatever goals we've set for the week, that's definitely top of the list. Just feeling accomplished and feeling like I've been able to complete the task that I set before myself for the week. <laughs> I love that. And what keeps you showing up for your workouts? I want to be a parent that's physically able. When my son gets older, yeah, just being able to be down on the floor with him and crawling around and shooting hoops and that sort of thing, being able to keep up with him as much as possible. Yeah, I just want to be able to be my best for myself and my family. Yeah, and he's going to be, I feel like he's going to be quite the athlete based on his <laughs> scootering. <laughs> yeah, you got your work cut out for you. You know? <laughs> have to get an electric one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so our final question before we head into the lightning round, when, where, and with whom do you feel the most yourself, the most connected? I love this question. And for me, as I thought about it and journaled about it, I feel the most safe in myself when I'm with my family or friends, which sounds very cliche. But to <laughs> add on to that, it's when I'm with my family and friends and I've been vulnerable or I've asked for help. And whew, I get choked up. <laughs> um, when I've been in those moments, never, not once, have I been turned away or have I been looked down on or not part of the group anymore. Um, I am part of an amazing community and an amazing support that I'm incredibly grateful for. <laughs> and I hope that that comes through right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, just being vulnerable with the people who know and love you to your deepest core. Mm. And I just want to reflect back to you, Jill, that you do that for the people in your life too. Thank so, you. yeah, I know I certainly, um, I feel that and I see that in the relationships that you share with others. All right, let's take a deep breath. <laughs> Do a little shake. <laughs> All right. We're heading light to the lightning round. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> so this is just like the first thing that comes to mind. It can be short and sweet. And it's something we do with all of our guests here on the podcast. So 
what would you tell someone who is just getting started with working out? This is going to suck. It's going to hurt. It's going to feel awful, but stick with it. And find a friend to go with you. Find an instructor that you know and love. And I would say, don't be afraid to shop around for the right instructor for you. That's great advice. Great advice. What would you tell someone who is currently lacking motivation and wants to get back into working out? Talk to Beth. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to her various Instagram posts on motivation. They're so incredibly helpful. And I can echo all the things that you've said as far as set the goals. It's not about motivation. You can never rely on it. Mm -hmm. Set the goals and, you know, just just be there for yourself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Got it. And then our last question is, how would you describe a smiling soul? Yeah, this is another one that I love. And I would say a smiling soul is one that has found deep joy in having a close relationship with their creator. Mm, Beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you for that, Jill. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this, (laughs) this whole conversation has been a breath of fresh air and I just appreciate you sharing your story, being open, being vulnerable. I know there are people out there who are going through transitions, whether it's not having found the instructor that makes them feel safe and supported that need to hear this. And there's the people who are navigating the transition of being a new mom or, you know, being in a marriage for the first time or starting a new job or working out from home instead of working out at the gym. And I just really feel like your words are going to be so, so impactful on people. And I I can't wait to hear from them about it. So (laughs) thank you, Jill. It's always a pleasure to be with you. (laughs) Yes, I love it as well. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here on the Smiling Soul Fitness Podcast today. We appreciate you. We appreciate you showing up and being here with us. It means a lot. If you like this episode, if you like our podcast and our message, please leave us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're streaming this podcast. It helps us to connect with other like-minded, smiling souls around the world and share our message. And if you like the podcast, you probably like our workouts and meditations too. So come on over. You can join us at smilingsoulfitness.com. We've got workouts. We've got guided meditations. We've got healthy eating recipes. And we've got an amazing community of resilient, optimistic, and community-focused smiling souls. And we'd love for you to join too. The primary purpose of the Smiling Soul Fitness Podcast is to inspire and educate. As a reminder, the information and opinions provided on this podcast are not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We encourage you to speak with your doctor before beginning any exercise or training program and for professional medical advice or treatment. Opinions offered on this podcast are just that, opinions.